Great punters, and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 2. Joining me once again, Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall. Well, Joel, a massive weekend of racing coming up at Randwick and Flemington. Randwick, we've got the three Group 1s. Flemington, we've got the nine black-type races led by the Turnbull. And uh, I've written this week in the publications... um, the handicapper seems to have done a pretty good job of the Epsom and Metropolitan because they're around $5, $5.50 the field. Both of them should be some good value if you can find the winner. Yeah, indeed, Barks. Uh, always big fields, these two, and tricky to assess, both the Epsom and the Metrop. Uh, stack of lightweights, and as such, we've seen a, a handful of the jockeys that have been based at the provincials and the country make their way to town, uh, like Jeff Penzer and Alicia Collett. Both have been riding up a storm, too, in the last uh, six to eight weeks. So good to see them come to town and get chances uh, in the Group 1s. And, uh, yeah, obviously tough races to sort out. And earlier in the day, uh, a couple of uh, the Everest runners need to stand up. Mask Crusader and Lost and Running, both coming off unplaced runs at their latest appearance. Uh, you'd certainly want to see them fighting out the finish if you... Uh, in their corner for the Everest. Uh, and Daniel, I guess, um, well, weather's going to play a part in uh, both these big meetings. Uh, Randwick looks like we could have a, a fairly wet track. And uh, I'm always sceptical about uh, thinking days in advance that uh, Melbourne tracks are going to be wet because they aren't very often. But uh, as we speak on Thursday afternoon, we're copping a bit of a bucketing and uh, there's more forecast. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and look, that <clears throat> makes things interesting for the, the Turnbull at Flemington. That's shaping up to be the well, the highlight of the spring so far. The clash between Very Elegant and Incentivise. Uh, very Elegant, very adapt on a wet track. As we know, she'll get through the ground, no worries. Incentivise has won, was unbeaten on a wet track, but um, not as uh, as wet as a soft is, is the worst that he's seen it. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes after the... The, the tough first up win in the Maccabi Diva, I think it's a highlight of the day across Sydney and Melbourne, but um, hopefully the weather doesn't play too much of a factor. All righty. Well, we will start off at Randwick, uh, where there are, as I mentioned, three groups, not only those two big handicaps, the Epsom and the Metropolitan, but also the flight stakes at set weights for the three-year-old fillies. The first of the black-type events uh, is... One of the most interesting each spring, and that is the first of the new two-year-old fillies. It is race two, the Keeneland Jim Crack Stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights, group three, Joel. Most punters will be in the corner of number two, Cool and Gatter. Uh, Ma Eustace team with James McDonald trying to go back-to-back in this race. Enthar was clearly the pick of the trials, and she delivered on debut in the Jim Crack, so... We'll wait and see what Cool and Gatter can do, but she certainly looked very smart winning her trial. 12 Wild Calm got back and hit the line really well for second. Can see the same thing happening from the white gate. Uh, but uh, yeah, the fact she ran second to Cool and Gatter and was hitting the line well, I think you've got to respect her. Ford Drazana came from last on the turn to win her trial, looked pretty handy. Uh, from a gate four, she could probably settle closer. And seven Okami missed. Didn't mind the way she kept finding. She was sort of placed under pressure. There's not not much of her, uh, but she did keep finding the line nicely in her trial. Two on top from 12, 4 and 7. Yeah, with the, with the two is 
much to add. Very impressive trial victory there. Um, wild Calm, I think, in for second. She <clears throat> liked the way she was underwriting in that trial, but um, she closed nicely after settling last and turning for home in last. It was a nice bit of work from her. Drasana, the four in next. Um, she's a winner. Merchant Navy filly. She she won her recent trial in for fourth. Got the 11. Wild. Two, four, 12, 11. And the Colts and Geldings division is race three. That is the Arrowfield Breeders' Plate. Same condition meters, uh, group three set weights, Joel. Yeah, a little more open this race. Um, yeah, probably sort of only three or four that you'd be really surprised if they won. So probably a better betting race. Six Narnia each way for me. He was placed under a little bit of pressure by Hugh Bowman after box seating in his trial. I like the way he kept finding the line. He was chasing down Psychiatrist, who's also here. Thought from a good draw, he could posse just behind the speed and at double figures was worth a look. 13 victory moments. Very impressive winning his trial, this uh, son of Spieth. And Tim Clark was aboard in that trial. He stays on board here. Four, Kabu looked a runner in his trial. Led, kicked away, won comfortably. Got that outside gate to contend with. But if he can make light work of that, he can give you a sight. A nine psychiatrist, as mentioned, he won his trial. This $1.05 million colt. And certainly looks uh, up and going at the right time. Six for me, though, from 13, four and nine. Yeah, I'll have a bet on Psychiatrist. I liked his trial there. Good speed to lead and um, a bit of it wrong, as expected. But he um, did sort of lengthen nicely and, and dug deep at the end there to hold off Narnia. So I thought it was a nice bit of work and has drawn well on Debut. So nine on top for me. I've got the 14, Zambezi River, another expense, expensive cult. Um, Decent in his trial behind victory moments. Six Narnia and 12 Spacewalk. 914, 6 12. All head across to race five, Yulong Hill Stakes, 2,000 metres, weight for age, group two, worth a million bucks. Uh, very elegant has been scratched, obviously heading down for the Turnbull, leaving just uh, the seven in it, including two other Waller runners, Joel. Yeah, a um, million dollars. Not bad if you can uh, get some of it. Uh, the two Waller runners you speak of, both uh, electing to run here instead of the Metrop. I've gone with one think it over. He's just a class performer. He's won a couple of times at the 2,000 metres and he was beaten length and a half in the Queen Elizabeth back in the autumn. I think that's the right form line. He was pretty brave in the George, Ma- in the George Main sitting three wide. So I think he's the one to beat. Three shared ambition, can lob close to the speed and run well. He's had two runs back from a break, should be ready to peak third up. Uh, eight, Dewis, promising mare. We saw what she did in the back end of her three-year-old season, and I thought she returned with a lovely effort at Newcastle in the Cameron Handicap. She's only going to improve off of that. And two, Kai Nautique, excellent in the Wink Stakes, tempo against in the Maccabi Diva, but still did enough. He's uh, looking like 2,000 metres is going to be right up his alley. One on top for me from three, eight, and two. Yeah, thought it was hard to go past the one. Think it over. He's had an outstanding preparation again in depth, wide in a hot field last start, and um, he kept coming. It was a very brave run to the eye. Back in grade here, um, 2,000 metres seen before doesn't hurt him. So one on top for me. The six and next hooker, Archer, who I gave a uh, pretty good chance to in the Kingston Town last start. He's finished 12th of 12. He had a bit of a horror run, uh, was sat wide, no cover there throughout, but um, compounded pretty badly and, and, um, and weak and late. He gets an inside draw this time around. 
Um, going to give him another chance. He's better than that. Three, shared ambition. Um, yeah, ready to pick. Now third up, and uh, I think the format of that last start race will read well. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Juas. One, six, three, eight for me. Race six at Randwick on Saturday. Security's premier stakes, 1,200 metres. Group two, standard weight for age, obviously uh, over the Everest course. Everest lead after a couple of days, it is worth half a million bucks, Joel. Yeah, as I mentioned, a couple of the unplaced runners from the shorts, but I forgot about Rothfly. He was also unplaced out of that race. So three with a Everest ticket already. I'm with my Mask Crusader. He did pull up with a slow recovery there. And in any case, I think 1100 was probably a bit short staying at that distance after his dynamic win at Caulfield first up. 1200 at Randwick suits much better. And he's not having to run down Eduardo and Nature Strip and Guitra here. So I think he's the one to beat if uh, all's well with him. Five Rothfire, definite pass mark for him in the shorts, obviously off the scene for 12 months. Uh, drier track, if that's what we get, should play into his hands, and no doubt he's going to be a lot fitter for that. Uh, in for third, I'll throw number four, Jonker. Uh, he's a pretty talented sprinter, third in the Galaxy behind Eduardo, and then runner-up in the Kingsford Smith Group 1 level during the Brisbane winter. Forgiving his fresh run down the straight, pulled up with uh, numerous issues there. And, uh, well, he was still, you know, he was only beaten three lengths, so it was hardly a disgraceful effort. And in for fourth, number eight, Embracer. Tougher test here, but he's going well. He's given a real sight both runs this time in. He is jumping from 53.5 to 58.5. That's the query, but uh, I think with fitness on his side, he can give you a bit of a sight on pace. One for me, though, from five, four, and eight. Yeah, with Mask Crusader, giving a chance to bounce back. Um, an excuse there with a slow recovery last start, but um, those ones I've had did look uh, a bit too good for him that day. He's sort of run okay there, but yeah, with a little bit of an issue, I'm having to give him some sort of a pass up to 1200 meters here, third up um, in a weaker race, hoping he can atone. The seven lost in running is another who give an excuse for that shorts um, pulled up mildly lame there and sat wide throughout. So not whole, not a whole heap went right. Uh, it was his first sort of go at that, at that top level against these better sprinters. And um, I think he is better than that. So again, giving another one, I'm sort of giving a chance to bounce back from five Rothfire and four Jonker in next for me, but um, one and seven, then five and four for me in, in race six. First leg of the quaddy at Randwick on Saturday and first of the Group 1s is race 7. Darley Flight Stakes, 1,600 metres, Group 1 set weights. Three-year-old fillies worth 750,000, Joel. Yeah, going for number 12, Fangirl here, a bit out of left field, but uh, she had to get the job done in her Golden Maiden last week and she got it done just nicely. Uh, bolted in there by more than five lengths. It's obviously a... An interesting way to sneak into a group one, but uh, Chris Waller knows what he's doing and I've always had a, a stack of time for this girl. So I think she can measure up in a year where I think the Phillies are pretty even and and to be honest, I'm not sure there's uh, sort of any standouts. So I'm with Fangirl each way to beat five-star Tontes. Uh, also coming through a different form line, she's backing up from the Golden Rose last week where she hit the line really well. It was a fast run race. I think just on the backup out of a race like that, it's going to really suit her nicely. She's been heavily back through the week. So I think she's the hardest to beat. Uh, 10 yearning coming off a maiden win also there at Newcastle on Cup Day. 
Prior to that, she worked home okay, over 1,200 in the Furious. She's out of Rising Romance, very talented staying mare. So I think the step up in distance is really going to suit. And I'll throw number 14 straight in for fourth. Been giving this filly a bit of a chance her last couple. I thought she was better last week in the gloaming, but she did look like filling third placing and then just peaked on her run 200 metres out. She's had wide gates her last couple. She's got a good draw here on the back up 1,600. I think she can add value to the multiple. So I'm dodging the T-Rose form, which is usually the right form line. So uh, hopefully I'm on the right train. 12 for me from 5, 10 and 14. I'm going to stick fat with Latino Blend. I didn't mind her running the T-Rose. She was four weeks into that um, effort there. And sort of the way she finished off gives me an impression that she wants 1,600 metres now. Um, yeah, pretty decent draw. And I think she, with the rise to 1,600, she'll certainly be in the finish. Five-star Tontes, I think, is another one that wants all of the miles. She's um, foreman in Brisbane was excellent. Justified a trip south of the Golden Rose. And from a long way back, she was hitting the line nicely. Um, so she, she's going to go on all of this trip. The one, four moves ahead, um, the last start winner. Again, it's drawn poorly this time around, but she was too good despite um, copying a little bit of interference, uh, sort of key stage there. But she finished off nicely and it was a deserved win. Um, she's been sort of thereabouts at the, these better races leading in. And in for fourth, I have the four, she's all class. Um, Better than what we saw last start here, third up, a definite chance. Giving yearning and uh, left reeling, going to put those in the quaddy as well. They both come out of the Newcastle Newcastle Maiden Joel reference. Yearning, too good for left reeling that day with the, with the much bigger weights and the medium level weights here. But I think the um, Dundee Philly left reeling is quite a bit of ability and she's going to really relish the rice 1,600 metres. So a bit of a price worth chucking into um, Cordrellas. Six, five, one and four. Big one is race eight, traditionally the highlight of the Sydney Spring, probably usurped by the Everest these days, but still a fascinating race with 17 to face the starter. It is the TAB Epsom 1,600-metre handicap, and it is worth one and a half million, Joel. Yeah, wide open as it typically is. Uh, I am going for number 13, a tissue, uh, former Kiwi who's... Uh, Really done a good job since joining the Chris Wally yard. Impressed first up, had uh, excuses second up, but a long way back, but still ran on strongly. And then they put her into the race in the Bill Ritchie. I think they knew that it was sort of going to be a steadily run affair and she needed to win to get into the Epsom. So she was sort of bustled out, put in the first four. She didn't have the wow factor in winning there, but she did enough to win. And I think she can settle a bit further back here over the mile. She was 1,500 back to 1,400 too that day, which I think was against. So I think there's a few things to suggest she can improve off of that performance. She'll need to, but she is still quite untapped. And then I'm going towards, up towards the top. One Moanga, I think, is the one to beat. Impressed winning the Wink Stakes first up. Very good in the Maccabi Diva. The tempo didn't really suit, but he kept chasing hard behind incentivized. And two Cascadian, the other uh, top weight here, I think. He's a better handicapper. I know he's carrying more weight this time around, of, of course, than he did when he won the Doncaster back in the autumn with 53 kilos. But he was performing well as a handicapper this time last year. He hasn't been too far away at weight for ages time in. Just think this uh, suits him a little better. And Six Hungry Heart, certainly uh, one of the uh, 
the nicely weighted horses here coming out of the two weight for age runs. She didn't quicken, but she was hitting the line well late there in the George Main. This looks a nice a nice setup for her. 13 on top for me, though, from 1, 2 and 6. Yeah, similar numbers. I've been with Tissue all throughout the preparation and she's done nothing wrong at all and nothing to suggest to drop off her in a, in a race like this with the 50 and a half kilos. Drops three kilos. Um, yeah, settled close to last start and and got the job done there. Two runs prior were excellent to, to Australian starts. She's up to the 1,600 metres here and she's a seven-length winner at her only track try at the uh, distance so yeah i'm not going to drop off her for this 13 on top six hungry heart she's having a good start to the campaign contested some two, um two group one rate for age races and she held her own there back to back into a handicap here and drops to 52 kilos um she's ready to peak third up one moanga um deserves top weight on what he's done so far he's very good mccabe diva stakes last start at this trip in for fourth over the seven ice bath. They'll be um, hoping for a bit of give in the grounds. Uh, doesn't win out of term, but generally thereabouts. And and um, a race like this certainly suits. 13-6-1-7. And third of the group ones, third leg of the quaddy at Randwick on Saturday is race nine. Heineken Metropolitan, 2,400 metres. It's another handicap, and this one's worth 750000 Joel. Uh, sticking with number 20, Zadarek here. For me, it was a bit painful to watch him run fourth in the Kingston Town, second up, but he ran well. I, I thought he could. He had a nice run along the fence and loomed like he was going to be a winning hope at the 300. Just probably peaked on his run. Just missed picking up third there, who was on Tonte, who did back up and win last week. He's drawn lovely again. Third up, he should be ready to peak. And, well, he was 51 on Wednesday. He's into 10 now. I think he's probably over bet at $10. But I think he's a, a serious each-way chance. 14 on Tonte. He was uh, my best bet last week. He got the job done well. I like the way he took a sit off the leaders there and finished off strongly over the 2,400. Third run in as many weeks, but tough, improving stayer. I think he's going to be hard to beat. And then the Quinella out of the Kingston Town. 12, she's ideal. Had the right run, but won well. And eight, Montefilia. Just the wide gate. She's going to be going a fair way back, I would have thought. She's still got that little query over her ability to run out 2,400 metres. I think she can, but just where she's going to get to and you know how much gas she's going to need to use to get her way up to the leaders is uh, the slight concern. 20 on top for me from 14, 12 and 8. With the 12, she's ideal. Pretty keen on earth. It's knocking on the door of a, a group one win. And she certainly gets her best chance here to um, to record one. <clears throat> Very good win last start in the Kingston Town. So settling close to the action from a good draw. She had been getting back in her races and running on nicely um, over shorter trips. But no, very good last at 2,000 metres. She'll only improve up to 2,400 metres in my view, the way she's finishing off. Wide draw, but yeah, can go back and... Let's have a bit of a turn of foot. So Ken, as long as she's within striking distance on the turn, she can certainly reel these in. And I think if she gets all the breaks, she'll be um, she'll be pretty hard to beat the 12. She's ideal. Looks a nice, looks a good race for her. The 17 and next, no compromise. <clears throat> fan of him and he just keeps continuing to run well. Not a whole heap of luck last start, but running on, uh, was doing his best work late in the Newcastle Cup. Um, drops down from 54 and a half to 50 kilos here. Seven warning. Thought was a pretty decent run in a, a good form race with a big weight first up. Um, 
form of that format of that race, I think, stood up pretty well. And he's going to obviously appreciate the race of 2,400 metres. And in for fourth, eight, Montefilia. 12 on top of 17, 7 and 8. Okay, that wraps up a massive meeting at Randwick. Uh, Joel's best was race seven, number 12, Fangirl. And value bet we just heard about race nine, number 20, Zarek, uh, who goes up against Daniel's best. That's race nine, number 12. She's ideal. And value bet, which Joel's also aboard. In the Epsom race eight, number 13, a tissue. As I mentioned, it is all black type all day at Flemington on Saturday uh, for the meeting that traditionally heralds the serious start of the Victorian spring. Football's over, back to Flemington, and then uh, before we know it, it's Caulfield Guineas Day. The first race of nine is the Dali Maribyrnong Trial Stakes Meters set weights for the two-year-olds. Joel haven't seen uh, any of them apart from in their trials and jumpouts, and uh, but uh, there's certainly a few sprue among the eleven here. Yeah, indeed there are. Um, several of these have got straight track experience, having jumped out down the straight. So I guess that could help the likes of uh, numbers four, five, seven, eleven, and even numbers one and two as well. So going to be interesting. I'm going for one that hasn't got the straight experience, but number nine, Cavallo Ramponte, who jumped out unnamed at Caulfield and matched motors with her stablemate, Coolan Gatta, who we spoke about earlier, is going to start a dominant favourite in the gym crack. She then went to Sandown, jumped out uh, under a different name um, and jumped out well, hit the line nicely, now known as Cavallo Ramponte, and I think uh, can run well. 11th Street Delight might be the roughie. like the way she attacked the line and her jump out down the straight. She was closing hard on the place getters there. I think uh, she could get under punter's guard a little bit. Seven Robustos looked pretty good in a couple of jump outs down the straight. A narrow win last time out out of a former talented mare, and she's clean. And 10, get in the spirit. Damien Lane was aboard in her jump out win at Sandown, where she coasted to the line uh, for an all-the-way win and looked to have plenty more to offer. Nine for me from 11, seven and 10. With the seven, Robusto, um, uh, good jump out winner at Flemington down the straight. She sort of under a hold there and uh, he was under a hold there and recorded good time. So it was good enough for me to put on top in this seven. Ten, get in the spirits. Um, stable on a two-year-old race at Flemington uh, about a week ago last Wednesday and um, she's looked good in the sand down jump out. The eight, Wizard King, I thought, was one over the odds. Uh, won a Cranbourne trial couple of weeks back, over 800 metres, and it was the fastest time of the morning. Trip, I thought, for sure, in this. And I got the one in next, Black Tahitian. 7, 10, 8, 1. Yeah, Robusto, of course, famous as being uh, Lisa Simpson's favourite cigar size. Um, yeah, and we've, got, we've also we've got Rampant Lion here and Rampant Horse, which is uh, Cavallo Ramponte. Uh, I'm with Getting the Spirit. Uh, to beat uh, that one at odds that you mentioned, Daniel, the Wizard King, uh, Rampant Lion, and Cannonball Race 2. Kirkland Lake Gold Superimposed Stakes. 100 metres for three-year-olds at set weights and penalties at listed level. Joel. I've 
gone with the sole filly here, number 14, El Patroness. Uh, placed in a Sandown Maiden on debut. It was a good effort. Went to the mile there at Sandown and just didn't quick. You know, the tempo of the race didn't really suit it. Turned into a sprint home. Barb Raider had a good turn of foot. We know she's a smart filly. She's been to Flemington and won the Oaks trial. I think the step up to 1800 is really in a suit and a little bit more speed on. Is only going to help number 14, El Patroness. 11, Magic Mikey. Had a couple of dollars on him in the Derby trial at Massafods, and I thought he ran pretty well for fifth. He looked like he could probably do with a little bit more ground. So staying at 1800s, a little bit of a concern, but he's going to be big odds again, and I think he's a, a nice sort of staying type in the making. Seven, Hitotsu, showed plenty in his first prep and got the job done nicely at Donald first up, running good splits. He's going to love the step up and distance. And one, Tutakaka, who sort of improved through that first campaign, He'll take good benefit out of that fresh run at 1,400 metres behind Mr. Mozart and Artorius and should be a big improver off of that run. 14 for me from 11, 7 and 1. Pretty keen on one here in Gunstock, the 8. He was first up over the mile. Um, favourite there and got the job done for punters, but it wasn't uh, the easiest watch. He sat three wide throughout and was too, too, still far too good for them. Uh, looks a very promising staying type. He'll he handled the 1,800 metres just fine and uh, I think one to follow, certainly. So pretty keen to back him in. This is my best of the day at Flemington. Race two, number eight, Gunstock. Not the 10 and next. Tis Magic, um, outstanding debut win at Wangaratta. Um, basically coming from the real finisher over the top of them after a bit of a slow getaway. Um, breeding suggests he'll handle the rise in trip. Ten, uh, seven, Hitotsu. Uh, contested some very good races as a two-year-old and measured up there of sort of sprinting trips. Uh, first up over 13.50, got the job done as a short price favourite. Um, I think the, the rising trip will also suit him. And in for fourth, got the three character. The blinkers applied last start and saddled handy and uh, was too good for them. It'll be a confidence-boosting win and um, able to go right on with the job. 8, 10, 7, 3. Yeah, I'm with Daniel with Gunstock. I've got Turn It Up Tommy for second. Probably needs a little bit further than this, but I uh, thought it could be ready to show something. Uh, but Tis Magic, number 10, for third. The impressive debut winner now I'm going to put in because Grinzy King is scratching. I'm going to put in the Maiden Cerberus, number 13, for fourth. So that's in 13. Race three at Flemington on Saturday for the three-year-old Phillies, over 1,610 metres. At set weights, it is the TAB Edward Manifold Stakes Group 2. Job. Yeah, well, I'm probably contradicting myself a bit here because I'm taking on the T-Rose form in the flight, but I'm backing in the T-Rose form here. Number seven, Mokalua. Out of that form, a very smart mare, dear Demi. She was placed in a couple of maidens to kick off this prep and really made Profondo work to beat her. I think he's a real talent, Profondo. And then went to that T-Rose and just against the pattern, coming wide, trying to run on, that wasn't uh, wasn't the right recipe for that day. And I thought she did a pretty good job. I like the fact that Clary Connors is sending her down here. He's usually uh, on the ball when he sends down a, pro a promising filly. And I think she can uh, break through uh, for her first win in, in uh, good company. 11 daisies. I thought could run a bit of a race in the Tranquil Star at her second start. She was never in it, but she did hit the line well for fifth. I think she's progressing nicely. A bigger track up in distance uh, should suit. Five, Adela Moore. Again, just bringing that Barb Raider form line 
into this, uh, which should be a strong form line. She's done a good job of both her runs this time in. And two, Elusive Express has uh, come up quite short around the $2.90 mark, but she was very good in the Tranquil Star as well. Really did hit the line strongly for third. Seven on top for me from 11, five and two. And I'm obviously thinking that Yearning staying in Sydney, otherwise she would be in my numbers. Yeah, well, Yearning on top for me if here, but the fact that um, there's no jockey booked yet while um, there is one for Sydney would suggest she's uh, yeah going to be heading there. But yeah, on top for me here, she bit a promising one last start and, and drops in weight for this 1,600-metre suit. So one on top of here. 11 uh, the da- on, in next daisies, I thought, very good at Caulfield. Um, tested at Group 2 level as a maiden, still as a maiden this horse, and she was a long way back at... Real awesome, pretty good late splits there. Um, she's a promising filly. The four in next stalking, who um, another is a maiden, but she's sharply up in trip here, 1400, oh, sorry, 14 to 1600 here. But given the impression she'll handle it, I thought her run at Sandown Lakeside on a, on a really heavy, a really wet track, two back was, um, was very good from a mile back. So the, the wet ground won't be a problem. Uh, in fourth, I got the two. Elusive Express, one eleven four two. Yeah, I am with Elusive Express. In fact, uh, going up against Joel with the best of the day. Uh, race uh, number five, Adela Moore for second. If Yearning's not there, I'll have Stalking for third and seven, Mokalua for fourth. So that is two, five, four. Race four at Flemington on Saturday, Gilgai Stakes, 1,200 metres. Worth 300,000 set weights and penalties at group two level, Joel. Giving away game another chance. I've made her my best bet her last couple and painfully she's found one better. Not my best this week, but sticking with her on top. She doesn't get any weight turnaround on Splintex. Uh, they both go up three and a half kilos, but you know, it's probably a little bit tougher for him because he's got to carry 59 as opposed to 55 and a half. She's a talented mare away game and I think uh, she, if she can... She, she, she should get the right run from gate three. She's sort of in the middle of the field, floating around a little bit the other day. I think she'll get cover here and be hard to hold out. Uh, I'm going to throw the Adelaide horse, Kemal Passer, in for second, number three. Very consistent performer and goes really well down the straight. He had a huge weight first up, gave eight kilos to free of debt. I thought his run was very good considering. Uh, two Splintex has to be a key winning chance, as does number one, Zutori. We know his straight track deeds, and he'll be fitter for that first up run in the Bobby Lewis where he performed really well. Uh, six on top for me from three, two, and one. Yeah, with Zutori, um, loves Flemington, and uh, did enough first up with a big weight suggests he's in for a very good preparation. He's 60 here, but he does carry the, these big weights well, um, and second up form reads well. So <clears throat> happy to be with the one on top. For second, I have the six away game. Uh, very consistent mare who uh, cracked at the straight in the Bobby Lewis last start, and she was running on very well behind Splintex. Those are the main two for me. One on top of six. I've got the seven in next Volpine, who hasn't showed a lot so far. Um, this preparation, um, third up here, maybe the wetter track will suit. Um, she's a little better last start at a big price. She's led them up and, and stuck on okay, but um, I think she can improve third up on, on, on a softer surface. And in for fourth, we've got the two Splintex. One, six, seven, and two. It was the best way to one under the set weights and penalties in this race. But Kemal Passer, away game, and Splintex. One, three, six, and two. 
Race five at Flemington on Saturday. VRC members, Dane Hill Stakes, 1,100 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds with 300,000 at group two level job. Yeah, I'll put my hand up in here and say I've got no idea. It's just an absolute raffle, this race. I reckon I couldn't get confident about sort of any way, which way that I went. I settled on five Rand Veer. I know Luke Curry probably has the pick and he's gone with Mornington Glory, the stable mate coming off the maiden win. But I thought Rand Veer did a good job. He sort of trekked into the race really well at Caulfield. Looked the winner and then General Bow ran past him. General Bow had had the couple of runs back. I think stripping fitter. For that run, he can turn the tables. And he's double figures, so looking a tough race, maybe a little each way. I've thrown the 11 in for a place, probably aiming too high, Mighty Hercules, but I just had to include him off his trial. I think he would have been a good thing at Moey on Thursday in a maiden, but uh, they've kept him for this. Uh, I think he's got talent. I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a cheeky race. One ingratiating. Blinkers go back on. He got rolled for, uh, down the straight last time by Ranch Hand, who... Looked good getting past him, but I think with the blinkers back on, that'll sharpen him up and he can turn the tables on ranch hand. And I've thrown 10 Mornington Glory, who had big raps going into that debut, and he won accordingly. Certainly a tougher test here, but looks to have a bright future. Little confidence, five from 11, one and 10. Just going to gratiate with the blinkers back on. A little disappointed he didn't get the job done. Ranch hands um, overcame trouble, trouble there and was able to beat him, but ingratiating sort of. Definitely had his chance. Um, Blinkers back on. I think he can bounce back with a win. Third up. One on top. Got the eight in next. Uh, Kalos. Outstanding win first up. Probably didn't beat a whole heap, but the did run good time there um, at Hawkesbury. And he did contest some good races at a two-year-old um, Blue Diamond preview and listed race at Flemington down the straight. Just missed Tyker in Hummer. So, um, certainly up to these. Uh, I think with the confidence-boosting win first up, he can uh, figure, I think, at a price. Four ranch hands to be included off the very good first up win. As I said earlier, didn't have a whole heap of um, room there. But when, when he did, he exploded late and, and got, got to the line in time. In for fourth, I have the 10 Mornington Glory. Um, Bendigo win was excellent, was soft there. And um, I think it looks in for a pretty good future, I think. So hopefully he can make, take the next step here. He'll need to. My numbers are one to beat, sorry, one to beat eight, four, and ten. Great. Hi, General Bo. One, twelve, two, and five. First leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. Race six, Furphy, Rose of Kingston Stakes, 1,410 metres, set weights and penalties for Mayors. 300,000 at Group 2 level. Joel? Sticking with Anavisto, a very good run in defeat first up, which just wanted to lay in there behind Turath, who, of course, beat a lot of these in the Let's Elope and then went to Caulfield. Looked uh, a good bet at staying in Benchmark 90 company. It wasn't a huge margin, but, uh, yeah, it really had little to worry about in the run. It was a good, strong win. And I think she's got more in store, number nine. Uh, five Tokarangi is $101, and I think that's um, silly odds. She is a talented girl over from New Zealand. She competed at a really high level over there, often without things going her way. And I just thought first up, she'll be hitting the line hard here. You know, she's probably a 30, 40 to 1 chance, not 100 to 1. Three Mystic Journey, Class Mare, and look back to something like her best in the Let's Elope. Really strong performance, finding the line there behind Turath. Uh, she's certainly going to be hard to beat. And two instant celebrity, 
uh, had a couple of issues there in the Let's Elope. Still ran on quite well. Her previous run, where she had the 60 kilos in the Cochrane, was excellent. If she finds her best form, she's obviously a strong winning chance. Nine for me on top, though, from five, three, and two. The draw will make it hard for Vanna Girl, but I'm going to give her a chance at a big price first up. She's a very talented mare. She was excellent when first up on a soft track last preparation in Brisbane. Um, she then tested some pretty good races in the uh, Sydney Aut- uh, Sydney and the Queensland Autumn Winter, and she, was, she doesn't disgrace herself. She's um, finished seventh in a, to Natura and a queen of the turf over the mile. She hasn't had a whole lot of luck in, luck in that preparation, but wide draw here is probably go back to um, near the near the tail and hopefully they're running on. She'll certainly let down with a nice finish on her day. Um, but re- the trials have been good leading into this. Just thought it was one over the odds in an open race. Then a girl on top, the 11. Got the three in next Mystic Journey. Uh, hopefully for racing, she's back to her best. It was an excellent uh, run jumping out of the ground into second behind a pretty smart one in form horse and Tarath. Um, the two instant celebrity Forgive run last start, but she's still running pretty well there, despite the issue. And in for fourth, I have the four Paradis. My numbers, 11 at a price, on top of three, two and four. I am with my old friend Mystic Journey, who uh, was impressive enough first up to suggest she might be back in town from Instant Celebrity, certainly thinking that last run. The other two, star and Paradis, three, two, seven and four, second leg of the quaddy. At Flemington on Saturday is the big one. It is the TAB Turnbull Stakes, 2,000 metres, set weights and penalties worth a million bucks, group one for four-year-olds and up. And it is seeing Joel as a race in two. Yeah, very exciting to see. Very elegant. Uh, take up the challenge and come down here and, and take on Incentivise. I've lent her way. Just She's had the two runs back. And I just that first up run in the Maccabi Diva incentivised, he sort of lobbed in front. It was always going to be the way. There was not going to be much pressure. And he took up the running. He fought on well. I just think this is going to be a little bit different. Very elegant with that extra run under the belt. I'll lean her way. Four to beat three. Eight Colette's ticking over beautifully. The more rain we get, the better for her. Down to 54 and a half, up to 2,000 metres. There's plenty, of like, uh, plenty to like about her. And in for fourth, number 10, Young Verta who uh, I thought did more than enough first up at 1,700 and uh, will enjoy the step-up in trip here. Four for me from 3, 8 and 10. With the four, very elegant. We get, we'll get through the wet grounds uh, just fine if it comes. And um, 2,000 metres here, third up, suits her down to the ground. So classy mare, um, hard to drop off her. The four, eight in next Colette, one who'll certainly like the rain. Um, she's been going well, this preparation in these Group 1 races and <clears throat> getting a long way back and finishing off without threat, but but she's been hitting the lines nicely. She'll prove up in trip um, there. In for third, I've got incentivise uh, the tough win first up. Not as proven on a wet track as some of these others, but um, certainly deserves his feeling as one of the favourites in this race. And in for fourth, the nine, Mount Popa, 4839. Very elegant for me, too, just from incentivised. Sir Dragonette, the Cox Plate winner, encouraging run. Third and Colette for fourth, four, three, one, and eight. Third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. Race eight, the Lexus Bart Cummings, 2,520 metres. 
Uh, it is worth 750000 It is a Group 3 handicap, but uh, over and above the 750000 uh, uh, Joel, the prize of a start in this year's Melbourne Cup. Yeah, that's what they're all running for. Uh, we are thinking uh, for sure that Zarek's going to stay in Sydney, but he hasn't been scratched as yet. Uh, he'll be certainly on top if he's here, but uh, we're working around him. I've got eight Port Guillaume on top. Uh, he was very good in the naturalism. I thought he would show improvement, and he did. He just, you know, I think wait for age around the valley. He sort of got a bit lost there, but he was much better at Caulfield. He got a long way back, and I, I like the way he attacked the line. Extra distance, bigger track suits. I'll be backing him on an each-way basis. Two Dawn Patrol. I'm expecting similar improvement from him. He also uh, was, you know, sort of well beaten in the fee and first up. Wasn't thrashed, just over three lengths, but sort of came wide. Um, and, yeah, sort of had a bit of a tough run. He was very heavily back there. I think he was sort of 15 or $16 into seven in the last 10 or 15 minutes. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Three nights order. Will be fitter for that first up run in the naturalism. He was under the whip and sort of beaten on the turn. Looked like he was going to, you know, be beaten nine or ten lengths. But I thought he battled on quite well. And then he got tightened late. Uh, he'll be fitter and the step up in distance certainly suit him. And 13, Charlie Rose sort of has been working in tight quarters, both those runs in Caulfield. Uh, at Caulfield, she's sort of been just in behind the leading group and sort of probably hasn't quickened to take the gap when it was there. But she's battled on really well. And uh, she's sort of proven at this distance range. But a tough race. You can make, you know, a case for stacks more. Eight on top for me from two, three, and 13. With the 13, Charlie Rose, um, two good runs back from a spell. She's going to relish the rise in trip. This uh, sort of where she does her best work. Uh, Has proven by a form last preparation. Um, I think third up now, wide draw a bit of a concern, obviously, but... I think she's going, ticking over well enough this preparation to um, to be considered. So 13 on top. The 11 in next grand promenade might not have the class of some of his rivals, but he's um, a tough customer. He's been up for a while now, so he's rock hard fit, and he just keeps um, racing well. Very honest type. He was wide last start from a poor draw and kept coming there, and he's drawn much better this time around. So they're the main two plays, 13 on top of 11. But the 12 in Realm of Flowers is another who's building fitness and going to improve um, with a sharp rise and trip to 25-20. And in for fourth, we've got the two Dawn Patrol. My number is 13, 11, 12 and 2. I am with 11 Grand Promenade to beat 5 Ahmad, 13 Tralee Rose and 12 Realm of Flowers. Like Joel, I had on top, but am assuming Zarek runs in the Metropolitan. Finally, fourth leg of the quaddy, last of the day at Flemington is race nine. McGregor Portables, Paris Lane, stakes 1,410-metre listed handicap worth 175,000. Joel? A tough finish to the day. I've gone with the Perth-trained Samizdat, number four. I know he was well beaten in the Rupert Clark. I'm not sure he handled Caulfield. He was under the whip and uh, looked to be going hopeless a long way out there. Uh, Craig knew it was at his aggressive best. I, I, you know, even though he finished 14th, beaten just under five lengths, at the 600, looked like he was going to be beaten 15 lengths. So I'm just hoping a bigger track. Uh, gate one, he, he sort of would miss the start there too. So I'm hoping he jumps better from gate one, can be a little bit closer, and the bigger track can help. So we certainly didn't see his best there. 14, just folk, up in grey, but really loved his run at Caulfield last time out. Hit the line hard. Prior to that, chased home the inform Wicklow Town. 
I think he's a sneaky hope down on the minimum. Nine Tavi Dance, he's a talented horse on his day. He can mix it up a bit, but he's two from five first up. And he looked pretty good in a recent jump out. I think he's there to run really well, fresh. And six Bonham, uh, the former Kiwi. Another one we didn't see the best of at Caulfield first up in the how now. She's better than that and could be a sharp improver. Four from 14, nine and six. And with Tavi Dance, uh, fresh horse, as Joel alluded to, he uh, should have won a Kilmore Cup sort of spring last year, beating Pancho, which is good form. His former Andrews reads pretty well. It's just his consistency is the issue. On his best, though, um, he'll certainly go close in a race like this. So nine on top. The four in next Samisado. I did give a little bit of a chance to in the Rupert Clark, and um, Joel sort of touched on it there. Never really turned all that well in the inferior part of the track um, that day. Um, but I thought he was making some sort of ground towards the end um, of the race there, although it was his finish position 14th to 16th. He was running on okay, I thought. Uh, back back in grade for this, obviously. Uh, got the one in next, Asar, having a very good preparation without winning. Um, back to a, a, a winnable race now and in for fourth of the three, Gula. Very consistent. My numbers, nine on top of four, one and three. Yeah, I've fallen into Savvy Dance as well and have made him my value bet for the day to beat the Lindsay Park pair at the top, Crosshaven and Asar, and I have more Varda, the South Australian, for fourth. Two, one, and five. As I mentioned, Tavi Dance, my value bet, my best earlier on the program. Race three, number two, Elusive Express was up against Joel's best. Race three, number seven, Mokalua. And Joel's value bet, race eight, number eight, Port Guillaume. Daniel, I didn't make a note of your specials. Can you just run them by us? Yeah, Flemington, race two, number eight. Pretty keen on Gunstock. He's the best. The value comes up um, later in the day. Race number uh, sorry, race number six. First league of the quality thing. Vanna Girl can run a race first up. Race six, number 11. All righty. They are racing on the parks track once again at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Fairly small fields through the day. Daniel, you have one for uh, Phil Stokes here as your best with the informed apprentice Gary Lowerboard. Yeah, Celestial Illusion, um, he's having a very good campaign. He's at the four starts. He won first up, his finished runner-up. His next three starts, uh, he's a get roll-forward sort of horse, and he's been brave on a couple of those occasions, having the easiest time of it in front, um, just missing a bobbing finish last start. Back from a bench run 68 to a 60. Not a whole heap of speed in the race, uh, even from barrier nine, should be able to roll forward and find the front there and I think we'll take running down on the parks track. So race six, number one, the best Celestial Illusion. Oh, I'm with a, uh, with a stable mate as my best value. Race nine, number 11, Zia Vera. I think she's a very good mare. She just doesn't win much. She's only won two from 15, but she's normally thereabouts. Um, been running on well in stronger races in Victoria the last couple. Um, she drops in weight here, but doesn't find a hole doesn't find a, a tougher race at all. So from a good draw, back in weight um, and back in grade as well, um, I think Zia Vera will take beating in the last. Nine, race nine, number 11. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing in Adelaide for me, Barks. Doombin is the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday and uh, big fields, although plenty of stretchings as well. Daniel, what have you found for us there? 
Yeah, a bit of rain about, likely to start on a on a rain-affected surface on Saturday at Doombin. Um, in that case, I think Rebel Salute in race two, number two, will be really hard to beat. Doing a very good campaign. Um, his win here at Doombin, two starts back midweek, was excellent, relishing the heavy track. Um, look, he's not hopeless on dry ground. He just missed on a dry track last start to full Nelson, who's in form. Um, but Rebel Salute going really well. In a race with a bit of a long tail, I think a, a good bet early in the day. Race two, number two. The value comes up in race six, first leg of the quaddie. I think Tokariki Lad's going better uh, than his uh, finishing positions first and second up would indicate. Good horse third up. He won third up last preparation, and then he was mixing at stakes grade um, towards the end of that, back end of that most recent campaign. I think uh, he was going just as well last time when he won third up as he is this time in. And it's um, in a race with a few non-winners here. So I think Tokariki Lad can finish over the top of them over a track that he's had some success on before. So race six, number two, the value, Tokariki Lad. All righty, Joel, any, uh, anything for Doombin from you? Uh, last race, race nine, number two, Enterprise POM. Uh, interesting. With Michael Lakey, they sent her to Sydney for one run with Gerald Ryan. Uh, she ran fourth in the Furious at 30 to 1, and now back with Michael Lakey. I think she'll be winning the last. All righty. Well, in WA on Saturday, they head for the Goldfields for the culmination of the Kalgoorlie round, and that uh, is race eight at Kalgoorlie, the 4X Kalgoorlie Cup. Over 2,200 metres, a listed race. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes number three, Media Baron. The beat seven, Red Hot Tip. One, Friar Fox. And four, Bella's Idol. BJ's best race, five, number two, Star Align. And his bet is race four, nine, Born Spicy. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, the Hastings, racing at Rickerton. Yes, indeed. Uh, the uh, Some lead-ups towards uh, New Zealand Cup Week down at Rickerton. But, of course, yeah, the Group 1 is the feature at Hastings, the Windsor Park Plate. They step up to the 1,600 metres here. Uh, one call sign, Mav. Very tough win first up in the Tarzino Trophy, and he looks the one to beat. 12 Larnacord might be the roughie. Uh, we saw her campaign uh, have a couple of runs in South Australia in those staying fillies races. Didn't do much first up, but blinkers on and up in trip second up. She might be the best roughie to include. In your exotics in the group one, my best for the day at Hastings is in the last race nine, number nine, Rosen Power. She's a good beginner that puts herself on speed in her races. She's had three trials, so she's ready to rock and roll first up. I think she'll give them plenty to run down. And my value bet comes up earlier in the day. Tricky race, race two, number 14, Tui Rocks. Still a maiden after eight starts, but has been competing at a high level. On the first day of the Hastings Carnival, she tackled the Group 3 Gold Trail Stakes, and I thought she did a pretty good job finishing midfield. She'll find this a little bit easier, and uh, she should be a pretty good price too. Down south at Rickerton, uh, the best is race nine, number 13, My World. Former North, North Island train galloper, now down in the south with the formidable Michael and Matt Pittman yard. Uh, nice recent trial win. This horse has finished second to Elephant at Ellerslie uh, not too long ago. He's a recent form in the North's pretty good. And even though it's a competitive race, I think he'll be ready to run a big race fresh. And the value bet, race one, number 12, on my shoulders. Bidden with this bloke, his last couple. It was a horror watch at Rickerton last time out. Just never found clear galloping room up the straight. 
He was $16 that day. Hopefully we get similar odds. Uh, there's a little bit of form in this race, but uh, I think he'll be a bit shorter. Hopefully the wide gate means he won't get held up. He's definitely looking for the step up to 1,400 metres. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, not much luck last week. Uh, I'll be swearing off mac and cheese for good now. I think <laughs> I'm going to go uh, to Flemington uh, for my $20 bet, and I'm going to go race four, number one in the Gilgai Stakes, Zutori, Joel. Uh, yeah, look, there's plenty of value amongst my tips in Sydney and Melbourne, but I think we'll just get back on the straight and narrow. We'll go Doombin race nine, number two, Enterprise POM, around the $2.90. I think that'll uh, finish off your day in style. Yeah, Doombin for me as well for my 20. We'll go earlier in the day. Race two, number two, Rebel Salute. All right. Well, it's now my painful duty to um, talk football again. Uh, it's just, no. as well you are, uh, <laughs> just as well you, you blokes are so good at racing because uh, you both managed to miss all three winners last weekend. I will... Uh, well, I got two of the three. Uh, missed the Panthers with, uh, gee, the Storm must have dropped more ball last week than they've dropped. Uh, it was uh, yeah. quite a sight to behold. Certainly saved their worst game uh, for their most important one, that's for sure. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, and in fact, I also, uh, well, I did say that Christian Petrak would probably win the, uh, went off the rails and uh, tried to tip you a, a $67 shot. Now, uh, <laughs> Tell us who is going to win the Panthers South Jet by how much and who's going to win the Clive Churchill? Oh, well, yeah, I'm really I'm really up in the air here. Um, I am going to go Penrith. I know they've had a tough campaign, but we'll go their way. Six points and Matt Burton for the Clive Churchill. 34 bucks. Daniel. Yeah. Love uh, it. I can't remember a recent um, NRL grand final. I've cared less about really hoping the Storm or Manly could get the job done. Of Penrith and South, two of my uh, least favourite teams for sure. But I think Penrith, uh, they've you know, outside the Storm being the best team all year. They, they were clearly the standouts, the Storm and the Panthers. So Panthers, for me, by eight points, um, Clive Churchill medal. Oh, no bravery awards here, but Nathan Cleary. Uh, been one of the standouts all year. So Penrith by eight, Cleary, Clive Churchill. Yeah, geez, Nathan, Nathan Cleary, three dollars fifty for the uh, Clive Churchill medal. I, you know, that uh, just reminds me of one of those one of those jumpers that are uh, going around at two dollars fifty, and you sort of think, well, you know, I want two dollars fifty about getting around. Um, uh, yeah, three fifty. That is very short. I'm going to I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it unanimous. Pardon? Yeah, to be fair, I didn't see the market. Probably wouldn't have put him on that. Uh, I had my pick if he was that short, if I knew he was that short. 
Well, I suppose the thing is that if they win, it's very, very, very likely to be him. Uh, and I'm going to make it unanimous uh, for Penrith. I'll just say by four points, but I agree with Daniel. I think uh, given that they have been the uh, the standout uh, team, them in the storm all year, they uh, do deserve the slight favouritism that they own. And I'll go for Brian To'o for the Clive Churchill at 26 bucks. So that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your Winning Post if you haven't already. It is online now. Go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link in the main story or it will be in the shops first thing Friday morning. We uh, Have a great weekend, everybody, uh, whether you are in or out, no matter what the weather is and what you're betting on. Uh, enjoy the NRL Grand Final, and we will talk to you next week on the on the preview podcast.